Welcome to Couch to Coach, a weekly podcast with me, Rob, an aspiring runner whose favourite place is being comfy on the couch. And me, Ben, a UK Athletics accredited running coach. Follow us as we try to turn Rob from couch to coached. And we are live. Episode 29. Live and kicking. Live and kicking, yeah. On these lovely summer months, uh, summer weeks or months. So I'm not sure how long we get in summer in, in the UK. It's only worth. days. Two weeks worth. I mean, I'm looking <laughs> out the window now, it's raining again. I know. Well, so unpredictable. It is so unpredictable. That's the problem, isn't it? You, you think to yourself, I'm going to go out for a run, it's going to be lovely and nice, and you're going to put your shorts and T-shirts on, then you, go, you step outside and it's absolutely chucking down with rain. But anyway. That's the UK for you. So for them international listeners out there, um, I'm sure you've all heard about the UK weather. Uh, let us know what the weather's like where you are in New Zealand or Singapore or United Emirates or wherever you are. It's the same right now, isn't it? Hot, humid and prone to rain. Yeah. It was rainy yesterday. We managed to avoid, we'll talk about Epstone's 5, but Epstone's 5 last year, I think it was October last year, we ran it. Absolutely torrential rain. I thought we were going to have torrential rain again because we had thunderstorms, but it was quite hot. Was Epstone's last year the one where you had to run through that puddle? No, that was Mia Brook 15. Mia Brook, yeah. Mm. Mm. We'll talk about your race later, aren't we? Are we going to talk about it now? Yeah, I can talk about it now if you want. Epstone's <laughs> five, Rob. How do you get on? I did very, very well, I thought. I thought I did. Um, it was. It's a hard route. It is a hard route. It's quite hilly. Um, it's got a quite a steep bit towards the end. Uh, I came fifth in my group, which I'm happy about, must admit. Uh, that puts me fifth in the table, surveying the land still. I can't, I'm not sure how, how I'm going to get on towards the end of the season, but still surveying the land. But it was a good run. It was a good run. And the weather stayed nice. Um, and, yeah, I was happy with I was happy. I couldn't have run any faster. That's, that's, how I, that's how I gauge my races. If I put all my effort in, whatever I come in regards to position-wise, I'm happy with. I can't yeah, do You emptied better. the tank. I did, quite literally emptied the tank. PB. <laughs> And a PB there, yeah, so about 12 seconds, so from last October. So something's working. I don't know if it's you or me, or a bit of both. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't know. If, if it's a listener out there thinking of hiring a running coach, it's me, but um, I, don't, I don't know. I think you, no, you've, I mean, look, we were talking about this before we come on. I think Ennis, no, 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 no. North Sass Roadrunners yeah. are very challenging races, a lot very. of them. And the season in general is very difficult to plan for. Mm. So you're giving me a conundrum um, as a coach because it's one week there's a race, next week there's a race. Then it's like, oh, where's he been? What's he done? Then you have a bit of downtime. And then obviously we have to look at your plan with the schedule, with the kids and stuff, getting your long runs in. Obviously we've got one eye on Manchester in October and then obviously the – the marathon in April. So yeah. it's very difficult when I look at somebody like that I'm planning for, it's very difficult actually to get a good momentum in terms of uh, putting little blocks together. Yeah. So it, it is difficult, but I think the, the best thing you 
are doing at the moment that's probably the reasons why you're getting the results is that whole thing of the consistency. Yeah. So I think because the consistency is there and we're racing and, and emptying the tank every few weeks uh, and doing those sessions when you're not going into big races, I think you're going to see the improvement. I keep saying it. I think that the big thing that we need to add to the training that you're doing is that long run yeah because normally the long run's done at the weekend but if you're racing you can't do a long run and that's it so in itself is long but that's going to be a higher intensity so it's not going to give you the same adaptation we're looking for so we were saying before we came on it's been this is there's a race on this sunday um st michael's so if i do race this one i'm not sure if i am or not so part uh, competitors in group f i would leave you guessing am i going to be there am i not going to be there i'm not going to tell you you can find out on the day. But if I do run it, it's going to be four weeks' worth of running and racing every Sunday. So it is hard work, and it is because it's that prep as well. So normally, so this time last year when I was running, I was just running for London, although it was coming up. I was just preparing myself for London. So a lot of the Sunday runs were long runs. I was going out there bashing out 14 miles, bashing out 16 miles. Um, but this time now, because I'm in North Staff Road Runners and I want to push myself as much as I can with that, it is quite hard work having to, it's also having a toll, not, I don't want to say a toll, but it's uh, having an impact on home life because I was there for Father's Day last week. And um, although we had a good day, don't get me wrong, because we went to the Etihad. I don't know if I told you that, we went to the Etihad after to, to have a stadium tour but it does have a toll on regards to you your a stadium tour of the Etihad yeah I've never, I've never actually been on a stadium tour I've been to the Etihad don't get me wrong but I've never been actually been around into the changing rooms And what was the atmosphere like electric it was electric there's nobody there it's like a normal home game I said yeah, it before you got it in <laughs> I said it before you said it because I knew it was coming <laughs> well, Laura because I went with Laura and Arthur and uh, Laura said it's smaller than they expected I said well it's getting bigger but anyway yeah anyway, back talking to about the Etihad when she's talking about that <laughs> wow <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, but it's, 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 it is hard work but I think what I need to do is I need to look at the, 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 fixtures, the fixtures and say, right, because June, July, August is quite a packed month. And I, and I know that mm. from last year when I was talking, when Ken talks about it, it's quite a packed month with regards to races because it's summer and people want to race. And that's when the racing season is, I suppose. But I need to look at and prioritise what I want to do. And I mean, I think if you're somebody that is capable of going and sort of not confidently, because you can never be confident. If you're someone that's confident that you could go and sit in the top two, three of each race that you run, I think that's where you could quite easily, looking at it, be selective in the races that you're doing. Yeah. If you're somebody that is, you know, needing to do their 12 races, and is it their top six of the ones that, uh, or is it the top 12, top 12. That, that are point yeah. scoring? Yeah. I think you, 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 you probably are better off speculating to accumulate so i think you are better off doing that but the problem with that is it becomes difficult to try try plan your training so it depends on what type of runner you are really and where you actually see your position is in the group um so i think it's it is a challenge in its own um but i think the, the, the idea would be i mean if you if you're looking at those in group a 
Yeah. I think they're all sort of probably at the point where it's like, oh, which race am I going to go to? Because which one can I go and win? That type of yeah. thing. And yeah. I think the further you come down the leagues a little bit, it's more like, well, I might as well do as many as I can because I don't yeah. know who's going to be running. And this is this is how it sort of builds up, right? But yeah. I think um, you, you're definitely getting in enough running consistency. You're getting in the speed work in a week. Uh, with your good sessions and some mm. of these shorter races that you've been doing they do act as quite a good speed session so they are going to be giving you a physiological adaptation as well it's just um making sure that you don't burn out mm. um and i think it, it it needs to be done tactically to some extent with your training around those runs which is it's um it's a good job you've got a coach that can help you with that. it is about saying that yeah i suppose i i, I find this bizarre actually because i would never said i thought i'd say this last year i do actually quite miss the long runs i actually quite miss going down because i used to run down the canal and experiencing we've got manchester marathon i know i I knew that was coming you ain't gonna be saying that (laughs) you ain't gonna be saying that come february can you can you run in a cold night in stoke rob oh yes i can definitely do that can you do a cold tuesday night in stoke definitely Definitely. but yeah it was it was it was a good run i like hipstones um met a few of the listeners that were there they spoke to me uh give me some tips and advice so thank you for that what well, yeah, it was. What was the best tip it. and advice you got? Don't, don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was, I suppose it was about the podcast as well. So who we, we can get on as guests. There was a lot of people talking to us about who we should invite on. So I've got a list of people that we could potentially get on. Oh. Um, yeah, there's, there's loads of people that we could potentially be asking. We need to run it past Dave. Yeah, yeah, we do. He's the he's the guest booker. <laughs> Uh, as he put himself in <laughs> yeah yeah he's he's put himself a job in there but yeah it was nice it was a good run and i, I enjoyed the day although i couldn't stop after unfortunately because we booked to go around the etihad so i was there did the race got my medal said a few hellos and a few goodbyes and then disappeared but yeah so and then we've got did you wear your medal around yeah. the etihad no a bit after came home took it off when they just won the treble, I don't think they are know, really that bothered about looked, the Upstones five. You'd have looked really, really keen if you'd have been walking around <laughs> in a medal. I was, the week I after was after ad- won the treble. <laughs> I was answering all the questions. I knew all the questions they were asking. So there was, for example, in the changing rooms. Again, this isn't anything running related. In the changing rooms, in the home change, in the away changing rooms, they've got different shirts for different players. So people that have had an impact at the Etihad. So they had people like Rooney, Harland. Vardy and people like that, and then they had the. Can you remember Yakubu? He used to play for Everton. Yeah. Yeah, they said, well, "Why do you think we had the uh, got a shirt for Yakubu?" And I was like, "I know the answer to that. I'm not going to say anything. Nobody knew." So I says, hey, first player to score a goal at the Etihad." Yes, well done. First person ever, he says, to answer that first time. So I was like, "Get in." <laughs> I was like, "Arthur, come on, up. see that Arthur. Your dad knows. I didn't win anything. Did you win another free tour?" <laughs> no, no. Season, round. season ticket to the they can't get the fans apparently. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, anyway, subject to city, and we're talking about training. What do you think of uh, our Jack's party and antics after the treble? Ooh, being an, being an elite the, athlete. Ah, no, I don't blame him. I don't blame him. I really don't blame him. We're all human. I, I, I don't drink, and so I don't it, after. So celebrating or anything like that, I think it's a really good thing that you do celebrate it. Yeah. He may have took it a little bit too far. The turkey needs feeding, weren't he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the turkey needs feeding on stage, gobble, gobble. And he was drinking vodka neat. But, I, but 
again, like I say, he's a young lad. He's from Birmingham, he's, mate. We don't have to party in Birmingham. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah I was going to say he's from Birmingham. But he's, they've just won the treble. It's not been done since 1999. Um, so I don't blame him. Get on with it. But I think there was a lot of... It was like when Gazi was around. There's a lot of focus on that one person. Whereas I can imagine other Man City players were probably just as steaming and drunk yeah. as him. But there was no focus on them because it's Jack Grealish. And he's a £100 million player. So I think that's probably where the focus was. Well, old Ruben but, Diaz apparently had a, a, a skin full, didn't he? And no yeah, one picked yeah. up on Diaz. Throwing exactly. up in Jack Grealish's mum's bag, I think. <laughs> I didn't know that. That was the rumour. <laughs> I didn't know that. But I, I do blame it. It's like with running. If you've run a race and you've done, you've put your heart and soul into that, into that race, uh, like I do, like I when I go running, I feel exhausted after. I don't drink. But why not celebrate? Why not celebrate? I think it's it's one thing that you can do. Um, well, if you so, put the hard work in and it's, yeah, you, know, you go and put the effort in and you do the training, why not have a, a exactly. you know, celebration? Exactly. Let your hair down a little bit. Yeah, exactly. Well, I haven't got any hair to let down, but yeah. Well, yeah. Jack has. He's got those lovely Jack's locks. Got, he's got a loser bloody wash. He could borrow me some. He's got a loser wash. <laughs> but yeah, it's... Um, NSRRA Nostash Roadrunners uh, it's going well it's going well I'm going enjoying. well and I'm enjoying and like I said last time when we were together I'm enjoying my running and that's the main thing is that I go out there I don't avoid runs if I can run I will run if I can't run I won't run mm. but I'm not like um, oh, I can't be bothered going running today I enjoy the running I think this podcast has a lot to do with that because that is the motivation and we've got We've got another, I've told you didn't I, about combined run club. So we've got mm. combined run club. I'm setting that up on on a Saturday. We've got a first combined run club for the people that listen that are at work at Combined Healthcare. If there's anybody that's listened, we are doing the combined run club. So the 24th of July at Trentham Gardens. So if anybody wants to join us, don't have to wait for Combined Healthcare. Just come and fa- come and find me, the six foot six guy standing by the gate waiting for people. Come and say hello. Sounds a bit scary. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, it should be good. I'm looking forward to that. So that's 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 what I'm really enjoying at the moment. The social social aspect of all this. Yeah, it's good. It's good, and I think yeah, well done, Fripstones. Good, uh, good race. Mm. Good stuff. Sign of things to come. Absolutely, absolutely. It was good. I enjoyed it, and I saw Ken there as well, and I met a couple other people. So. All's good in the world with running. Shall we do Strava League? Go on. Strava League. So, Strava League, if you don't know what Strava League is, please do join us. We've got 107 runners, I believe. Matt. We bumped that Giuseppe Riondino. Mikel Giuseppe Riondino has not gone in contact with us, so he is still out of the league uh, but if you want to join us go on to Strava and just look for Couch the Coach Run Club and then you can join us and you could potentially get a shout out on the episode but this week so last week so Monday to Sunday last week in third place I'm going to go from third place this week so Penny Massey with 44.1 miles so well done Penny in second place with 46.4 Kieran Bedford, so well done, Kieran. I believe he came first at Ipstones in his group, so well done, Kieran. And in first place with fifty-four point four miles 
is Pat and Buckingham. So well done, Pat. And this week, this week, so Monday to Thursday this week, friend to the show, um, came on to the Mental Health Awareness Week, Joe Laplani. So well done, Joe. Third place with 24.8 miles. Running around as a cracker. Yeah, yeah. We are doing this show a little bit early this time, this year, this this week. So, um, that's probably why. If you're thinking, well, I've only just done my run and it's not calculated, that's why. In second place with 24, 25.8. Again, well done to Kieran Bedford. And in top of the world, show, isn't he? he is. Yeah, he's got a, he's got a good competition in Group B. About apparently, there's a guy. I'm not sure his name. Ben, somebody. Occasionally turns up and does a couple of races. Turns up and then doesn't come for another couple of weeks, apparently. Talk of group, talk of group B, apparently. I don't know who he is. Well, lost the cats away, eh, Kieran? <laughs> and top of the shop with 37.3 is your mate Penny, Penny Massa. So well done, Penny. Well done to the six of you. Yeah. I've had a shout out. Well, there's not six of them because. Well, it's four. So well done, you guys. It's it's go, it's going really really well, and I, I love looking at the Strava. I haven't really updated it much, but we need to start updating, putting workout of the week. Put a bit of content in there. Yeah, um, but shout out to um, Izzy Shaw. I think she came first, lady at Upstones Five. So well done to Izzy. Uh, Jackie Bailey, she was at Ipstones as well, so well done to Jackie. She's in the top 10. She's with 18.3 miles. I'm 74th <laughs> with 3.7 miles. Um, no Dave on there. I can't see Dave. Don't do that. Sorry, Dave. We, we, will, we will get past that soon. Um, but, yeah, it's going really, really well. So if you have... If you haven't joined and you want to join, come and join the club. Uh, earn yourself a shout out, and maybe feature on the show one day. We might get you on as a guest. I think what we need to start doing is taking a tally of who comes first, second, and third, and then we can have an end of season. I'm not sure when this our season finishes in this episode in these podcasts. End of season awards and say, "Well done, you came first so many times." Well, well again, that's- season one will finish in November, right? <laughs> Yeah, potentially. Yeah, yeah, we can do we can that. that. So we can we can have an award ceremony, a, a virtual award ceremony. Oh, we'll like we it. Have, virtual yeah. award ceremony. Yeah, so we'll do that. We'll, do, we'll, we'll and then we can get some guests on. Whoever comes first, we might be able to get them on as a guest and say, "Well, yeah. congratulations." It's just an idea, just brainstorming. Keep keep popping them out. We'll have a we'll yeah. have a think. Yeah, keep going, guys. Keep going. Keep getting them runs in. So that is a Strava League. Have you got any shout outs that you want to mention? For the Strava League? Uh, no, not really. No. I think, like I say, it's it's a bit of nice competitiveness. I don't think it's too... I mean, the best thing about it is it's nice to see that it's growing and every time you do have a look, there's obviously some new names there. I mean, mm. uh, I'm just looking at it now. I mean, for instance, Chris Moles, he's a guy I coach. Uh, he's had a bit of a, a tough time with injuries and stuff over the last... Yeah few months he's starting to make his way back so that's good to see Chris on there as a listener of the show um, yeah so it's nice it's nice to see um, some different names popping up because when we first started I don't think we ever thought we'd get over a hundred members into this group no so no. it's it's really good to see well I shared something on um, Instagram 
about the the, the the podcast growing and it is start it is really growing and we I know we've had a conversation this via text the other day. We've had five thousand downloads of the actual episode, which to me is absolutely amazing. From November till now, five thousand and fifty-nine, I think it is, downloads in, in in seven months. I think we've grown quite a lot with regards to Instagram. I think we're on eight hundred ninety-eight followers now on Instagram. Yeah, Facebook's growing, TikTok's growing, so we've got a thousand followers on TikTok, so we can go live. We're getting so much feedback from people. So if I put a question on there, when we first started Instagram, we put a question on there. Nobody really answered the questions. Every now and again, we get one. But now, when we put a question on there about what people are doing, or if you've got a question for the show, starting to talk people to us on there. Yeah, they are, and that's what we like. That's what I love to see. And I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a people person anyway, so I love connecting with people. So if we can connect with people better, more, I, I love I love doing that. So getting questions and getting answers from people is is what I love. Um, so yeah. we've got our first official sponsor as well. We've got his first official sponsor. We mentioned it last week, Protein Rebel. Ambassadors for Protein Rebel. Who'd have thought that? You'd be a, a brand ambassador, Rob. What do you think? Have you tried the Protein Rebel stuff yet? Yeah, so the, the Protein, I've uh, tried the energy gels. I haven't tried them on a run yet because I haven't had a long run to try you them. sat on, on the tried- sofa having one. Yeah, it is. It Genuinely, I thought I, mean, I need to try it before before we start talking about it. I'm going to try it, and it is lovely. It's really, really nice. And like I said last time, it was there's no aftertaste. So sometimes you get an aftertaste, and you're like drinking water to get rid of the taste. With this, it's just maple syrup and sea salt, and it's nice. It's like I think uh, the, the first time I took it, I was on a, a session. Um, they sent us some samples through, which we really appreciate. Thanks, Protein Ripple. Mm. Um, and I. I tried it and I was it took me back a little bit I was a little bit surprised because it's yeah. a very sweet taste Yeah, it is a very sweet taste but it's only got two ingredients a maple syrup and sea salt Yeah, and I think what I was quite surprised was I think it makes me think now about the other ones like the other brands that I've used where they do use some artificial flavourings and obviously mm-hmm. maybe colourings and all that sort of stuff it, it actually was really quite refreshing it tasted quite natural yeah because it is only got two ingredients in and i think i haven't had any bad side effects no no stomach issues no um like i said i've only tried the one yeah it'll be interesting to see when i start trialing them on i I can't see it i can't envisage that i will have any issues because i would have had if you tried it but and the collagen as well yeah the the collagen's good i mean it's one of them i don't think you notice any difference with that necessarily i think you have to keep taking it for a while and hopefully if it's doing its job you might contribute that to uh, attribute that yeah. towards sort of injury reduction or yeah. anything like that but well that's it isn't it that's the, with the energy gel you, you, you when you're running you, you feel that energy boost and you almost can see it quite visually as well so when you're running like a half marathon or you can almost see it on your strava around about that time i must have taken an energy gel and you can see your pace picking up a little yeah. bit and it starts to dwindle with collagen you're not probably not going to see the effects unless you go and get your spo- it, bones your bones scanned or whatever mm. to see if it is having an impact but again with the collagen i have it in a cup i've had it in a cup of tea i've had it in juice yeah. tasteless tasteless yeah when you find out what it's made of did you read the ingredients yeah fish collagen or something white i think it's white fish 
Yeah. Something like yeah. that. And it has yeah. got a bit of a smell to it when you first open yeah. it, right? And you think, mm, yeah. not sure about this. But I've had it in coffee, mm. tasteless. I've had it in juice, tasteless. Mm. Um, so I think that's, it's pretty good. I think the thing with the energy gels, what I was expecting sometimes is with something that is potentially different, is that you might get a bit of an energy crash when you use them. Because yeah. any energy gel, you're susceptible to an energy cr- crash. But I used one the other day on one of my sessions, took it before my session. Um, it was quite a, a tough session, 50 minutes worth of running. And I, I got to the end of it without feeling any kind of energy crash, which is really good. Mm. Nice and tasty. The packaging's really small as well, which is good. Mm. Mm. Um, so I thought that's what one of the most pleasing things about it, because actually the, one of the big problems most people will have is transporting gels around longer races. Yeah, It's one of the smallest packages I've seen, actually, for an energy gel. Um, so good stuff. So we're, And really easy to open as well. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's that, it's, it's, it sounds like we're almost trying to sell this to people, are we? <laughs> so, but no, look, to be fair, one of the things it's, it's say, it is good. I mean, to be straight up with the listeners, right? We, well, you got contacted with uh, Protein Rebel after the Potter's Half episode. Yeah. And we sort of formed this connection. You formed this connection, and they, we, we got on this side of would we go down that route with them? And they were very upfront and said, look, we'll send you some products through. And we had a chat and we said, look, we're not going to just let anyone sponsor the show. We want to try the pod product first to see whether it's something yeah. we want. I mean, we're not, we're not scientists. We're not nutrition, nutritionists. Is that the nutritionists, word? Nutritionalists. Nutritionalists. We're not professionals in that area. We're runners. Yeah. We go by experience and our own experiences and we've tried the products, and we think they're great. So mm. we decided to get on board with Protein Rebel. Um, and obviously, it's something that we're going to use towards our Manchester half and Manchester marathon blocks and see how we get on. We're not being paid by them. We get we, huh? we are ambassadors, so we, are, we we do get samples sent to us to try and to try on, the, on runs and races and things, but we aren't being paid as in... Here's a lump sum. So like Jack Grealish getting paid by Puma, such and such amount to sell Puma. Or Smirnoff. Or Smirnoff, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we're not getting paid. It is a connection. It is a genuine connection as well because they are local to us. They're just outside crew. So, And we have got a code. So you are getting something as well as listeners. If you want to try them um, or you want to start using them and you've, you've, you've started to use them, you can get 15% off if you use the, the code CTC. So CTC for Couch to Coached, 15, CTC 15. If you put that into the checkout, you can get 15% off. I mean, I actually made my first purchase there the other day because they sent the samples through. I quite like them. So I went and bought, I think you buy them individually, the gels. So I think I bought 20... 25 gels use the yeah. ctc 15 discount box yeah. arrived nice little message on the lid of the box from Tim. Right, yeah. Yeah, so yeah right. work quite well but we've got a little video not a video we don't have videos do we we're a little podcast advert. little advert <laughs> let's play the advert have you ever suffered with digestion issues during a running event you're not alone. Research shows that 27% of marathoners and 70% of ultra runners report issues with digestion. The reasons for these gastrointestinal issues are often the complex chemical formulations used in many sports nutrition products. They lead to bloating, cramps, and sometimes the need to run to the toilet. Not what any runner needs. Definitely not. So how can you get over this when the big brands use artificial ingredients? So Protein Rebel has decided to do things differently as their products are 100% natural. 
They only use short, minimal, natural ingredient lists that reduce the chance of GI issues, so gastrointestinal issues, supports your running naturally. Products include Maple Ignite Energy Gels, containing just maple syrup and sea salt, Run Easy Marine Collagen for strengthening joints and ligaments, and replace vegan protein powders. If you are interested in buying any of these products, we have got a special, yes, a special code for you to use. If you go onto their website and it's CTC15 and you will get yourself 15% off. So there you go. That's the, and like I say, it, 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 it's not, it might not be for you. So if you try it and it's not for you, we, and I'm sure Protein Rebel acknowledge that. It might not agree with you, but it is all natural ingredients and they only use minimal amounts of ingredients. So have a go, see what you think. Have a go if you think you're hard enough. Protein yeah. Rebel, try it. <laughs> that's, that's not, new, that that's not the there. official slogan. No. <laughs> I was going to say that could be their slogan. <laughs> go and have a go if you think you're hard enough. Still to come on this episode of the Couch to Coach Running Podcast. Never yeah. give up on a workout on the rest period. Never. So if you're, let's say, on interval number 11, mm. okay, of 15 intervals, and you're going into your rest period, and you think, oh, I'm going to give up now, I'm going to jack this workout in. Don't. The Couch to Coach podcast is available on a wide variety of podcast players. If you like what you hear in this episode, please remember to follow the show and set a future episodes to auto-download. Our main objective on this show is to get people into running and to talk about running. We're two normal guys that live normal lives, and although our following is growing, we rely on you, the listeners, to get the word out there about this show. So please, whilst you're listening, remember to leave us a review on your chosen podcast player to help boost our ratings. Finally, you can stay up to date with all things Couch to Coached over on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok. Just search for Couch to Coached. Have we got some listeners' questions? We got a listeners' question because we're going to be doing a, a special episode for next week. Uh, just looking at a couple of listeners, listeners' questions, a bit of a shortened episode next week, but we have got one for this episode now. So it comes from Emma Taylor. So Emma is a runner, a very, very, very good runner. Um, so she is going to be coming on the show. I haven't arranged for when. So she's going to be coming on with Carl Moulton. Emma is the first lady to come through as on, on Potter's Half. So well done to Emma. Hang on, and she's winning a, races and she's asking a question. I'm feel, yeah. I feel a bit intimidated by this. <laughs> I know, I know I do as well. Um, but, but her question is, what's everyone's ideal race distance and how many weeks prep would you allow? I can answer the first question and I suppose it is up to you to decide how long I have to prep for it. My ideal race oh. to is this what's your ideal race and how long do you think you need to prep for it? And what's my ideal race and how long I need to prep for it? Or how long in general does everybody need to prep for their individual race distance? All of the above. I think, I think it's all of the above. Go on then. What's your ideal race distance? So my ideal race distance is 10K. I quite like 10Ks. And you need three um, days to prepare. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Three days to prepare. 
Um, but I suppose prep starts when 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 does when when do you start to prep for a race? I don't I don't know because people talk about like with half marathons yeah. and marathons and, and things like that, carb loading and things like that. But with a for a ten k, I know disrespect to people that think ten k is a huge race. It's only it's not it's not, a, it's not a small race. It's not a big race for me. It's it's an in betweeny race, and I can I can run at it quite quite fast bizarrely thinking about that this time two three years ago 10k was quite a long distance for me but i suppose prepping for a race is that mentally prepping are we talking the training Um, for the 10k or the prep for the race itself i would say the prep for the race itself and how many weeks no how many weeks prep would you allow so i suppose training yeah it's training isn't it uh, yeah. What's your what's your race ideal race distance? What's your preferred race? Oh, distance? I, I love a half marathon. Me, do you? Yeah. Mm. I mean, I, I, I love a five k because you can pick up a five k part run. It's yeah. easy to to yeah. do something like that. Um, my my favourite race distance is a is a half marathon. I find ten yeah. k for me is just a little bit too. Uh, it's just a little bit too long at that sort of five k ish pace and I, I don't yeah. I don't particularly enjoy it uh half marathon for me you get plenty of time to sort of get into the race get settled get mm-hmm. into a nice pace it comes to a nice comfortable pace for me um and then it's sort of you use the race to build into it gradually and then over the last sort of three miles that's where you sort of empty the tank a little bit and see what you've got left in yeah. terms of you know marathon i just I, I've, I've only ever done three marathons believe it or not and i just i don't particularly like the training side of that comes of it so the prep that emma's asking there i mean that can be anything from you know 13 what? 16 18 yeah. weeks depending yeah. on where you read and who's coaching you or what you information you're looking at and that is a long time yeah That's unless you're an elite runner who just focuses purely on running it it has to tie in with your work and home life as well yeah and i think with a marathon running the prep for that You've got to do it. You've got to get it right. Whereas a half marathon, you can, I'm not saying you can just turn up and run a half marathon by any stretch of the imagination because you can't, but the prep wouldn't be as intense. You could probably do it alongside other things as well. And then you could have a few races in between and then build up to a half marathon. So I, I know the think- guys that did the couch to 5K yeah. just recently, they built up to a half marathon. So it's taken them probably the length of time from couch to 5k from 5k to 10k and then 10k to half marathon and yeah well done I, th- for them. I think it depends where you are in your running journey to be honest with you because i think mm. if you're if you're a marathon runner or you're looking to train for a marathon you will have quite a long build up to it if you're yeah. somebody that is training for a marathon but wants to add in a 5k you probably would be fine at that. It's again, it depends on what your goals are, doesn't it? Like mm. it, it really does depend upon the goal. I think you're seeing it with the North Stars Roadrunners. Like you might say your ideal race time is a, a race distance is a 10 K you're running 10 Ks every couple of weeks. Um, and I think it's getting yourself with running. It's getting yourself to have a very good base level of fitness that at any point you should be able to say, right, I'm going to go and do this race. And the longer you can give yourself on top of that base fitness, the better. But mm. in terms of ideal times, it's a, it's a very individual thing. Like I like to keep myself in general running fitness shape as, as long as I can all year round. And then when I look at my races, like we're looking at October for Manchester, 
which is about 13 weeks away. This is where... Is that how long it is? Yeah, oh, my look. life. So this is about 13 weeks away. So this is where now what you probably start doing is looking at turning the screw a little bit, which is mm. why I say to you, I think one of the big focuses is we need to be a bit more selective in terms of the races that you've got because one of the things we need to do for you to promote the best you can get out of Manchester is to start adding those long runs in. And yeah. effectively, you've only got 13 long runs. Yeah. That's a long time, 13 weeks, but... It, it is only 13 long runs and you can't necessarily do a big long run every week because you've got kids every other weekend on a Sunday. So really you're only able to probably get in six long runs unless you're making a personal commitment. Mm. I can see Rob sweating now as I'm talking about this. <laughs> I never genuinely didn't think October it, to me yeah. sounds ages away. Yeah. So it's about, it's about having a look really at um, keeping a base level of fitness for me. And then seeing where you can be um, in terms of, um, I don't know, six or seven weeks out before you then start to turn the screw a little bit more. Mm, yeah. Yeah, I think it's individualised, isn't it? You, some people might take longer, some people might not take. It depends how fit you are to start with or are you coming back from injury as well? If you've just been injured, mm. it's going to maybe take a lot longer to prep yourself for a race. Yeah. Whereas before, it would take you six to seven weeks for a half marathon, maybe, or 13 weeks for a half marathon. Whereas if you've come back from injury and you haven't ran for, say, a month, three months, um, it's going to take you a lot longer to prep yourself, to get you mentally ready to be able to run at that yeah. pace target. And, and at the end of the day, you might go to that race and the, the weather not be fantastic. Or yeah. you might pull up injured anyway, and that's the that's the the crux of it. And I think that's what happened with me the half marathon with Potter's off is I was all prepared for it, and I thought it was oh, people are saying, "Oh, it's a half marathon. Oh, it's a half marathon. I've done it before." I don't think I mentally prepared myself as well as I could have done because I'd done it before. And I think the mental preparation is sometimes forgotten about. And I know we work, we're all busy, and you haven't got that ability to just switch off for the two weeks beforehand and just solely focus on that run ahead uh, but having that downtime beforehand and getting yourself the bed at a reasonable time getting yourself prepared with i i have a bit of a i didn't do it top partners off actually so there's a youtube video about stretching and i follow this guy doing stretching the night before and then in the morning i watch another video of a woman doing stretching for about five minutes and that's my preparation for that race, but I didn't do it for Potter's off for whatever reason. I can't remember. I think there was something going on. It was um, Champions League, Champions League final the night before. So I didn't have that opportunity to do that. And that, I think, impacted on me mentally before I went into the mm. run, before I went into the race. And also the weather. The weather was horrendously hot. So that has a massive impact as well. I mean, I think in general, to answer the question, like how long would you think you need, again, just to make sure we're answering the question properly, I guess in terms of how long you need to train for something, for someone that's got a very good base level of fitness um, or a base level of fitness, it doesn't have to necessarily be a very good base, I would say 5K, you don't really need any sort of necessary prep time because I think you should be able to turn up at a 5K race and put in an effort and see where you're at. If you want to improve at yeah. that, then obviously you've got to do some 5K specific work throughout the, the, the weeks and months of the training that you're putting together. For a 10K, I think, realistically speaking, you could be looking at anywhere between sort of an eight and 10-week period. Um, and then for a half marathon, I think you're looking anywhere from sort of like a, I don't know, a 10 to 
13 week period and then a marathon i think you're looking anywhere from sort of 13 to 16 weeks for a marathon training block yeah. um it depends really on your current level of fitness though, and obviously what your targets and your goals are but yeah. i think those sort of periods of time give you enough time to really do the work that you need because your body's going to take at least eight weeks really to see any kind of physic physiological adaptations from the training you're putting in so you need to give yourself that fair crack at sort of putting the work in long runs consistency tempo sessions threshold sessions speed work all that sort of stuff hmm. Yeah, thank you, Emmy. Thank you for your question, and we'll have loads of questions for you when you come on the show, <laughs> so we can reciprocate the, the questions that you've just sent to us. And if if anybody wants to get in contact with us and answer that question that Emma's asking, what is your favourite uh, race distance? That might be a question I might put out actually on Instagram. And how do you prepare for it? What do you have to do to get prepared mentally and physically? So. Shall we do couch reads, coach reads? Let's do couch reads, coach reads. What you got for so us? So it's my turn this time. So couch reads. And it's from a well-known magazine. I'm going to change the name of this this feature from couch reads, coach reads to let's read Runner's World. <laughs> because it is from Runner's World again. It is this this month's. Uh, so it's July's because it come in a week, uh, a month in advance. It's got Kipchoge on the front, so I thought this is going to be a good one. So I have been looking at a section, a feature within the, the magazine, sort of, it says train like Kipchoge, sort of. Um, so upgrade your running with these five key lessons from the Marathon Goat and his team. So I'm going to tell you four of them very quickly, and then I'm going to pick on one that I'm going to discuss a bit more. So number one, sleep like you've run, sleep like your run depends on it. Upgrade your diet with protein and probiotics. Meditate to build mental strength and build bonus endurance on a bike. And the one that I want to focus on, something that's closely related to us because we've just started doing it as cells. So we'll have a discussion about it. It's probably going to be longer than five minutes, I must admit, because I've got loads to talk about. Revive sore muscles with an ice bath. So oh. I thought, that's quite pertinent, isn't it? Because we've both got ice baths. We've both been, if anybody's been watching me on Instagram, and TikTok, I've been getting in the ice bath and documenting it. My daughter was taking the mick out of me the other day because I'm putting it so much on Facebook, on, on TikTok. So twice a week, it says, Kipchoge takes ten, a 10-minute 10 plunge in his camp's ice baths to aid his post-run recovery. The science behind cold water immersion therapy is still being unraveled, but so far it's promising. Most research shows that over 48 hours, athletes have reported improvement in delayed onset muscle soreness, or DOMS for short, and sometimes corresponding improvements in strength and or flexibility. Cold water reduces the body's temperature, which narrows the blood vessels. This flushes metabolic waste from inflammation out of the muscles to speed recovery, says Dr. Stearns. Water temperatures between 10 and 15 degrees C for 10 to 15 minutes isn't too uncomfortable and yet cold enough to produce the results, she adds. How, set up an ice what temperature? 10 to 15 degrees, which is easier, do easier said than done in this weather because we've I know we both got, I use the new Recover, so shout out to new Recover. If you want to sponsor the podcast, get in contact, although we've already got a sponsor. You use Lumitherapy. Um, so... We have got ice baths. It's really difficult to try and keep the temperature between 10 and 15. I think the coldest I've got it is about 4 to 4 to 15. That was straight yeah. after Potter's off. 
where Laura got me loads of bags of ice and chucked loads of bags of ice in the water. But I do feel, and a lot of people have been asking me, because I've been doing it now for 13 days, the 13th day today, straight, in the morning before getting ready for work, I will get myself in the ice bath. And I've done it a couple of times after the races. So after Potter's Off, I did it, and after um, Ipstone's Five. And I must admit, I do feel fresher. So my muscles don't ache as much. So when I'm running prior to the run, sometimes you feel like your muscles are a bit stiff until you start to get yourself going, not feeling that as much. And for me, the biggest thing is it wakes me up and it will do because it's cold water, but plunging yourself into cold water, I do it about half past seven in the morning uh, before I do anything else just wakes me up and gets me ready for the day. And you can see on the videos, if you haven't seen on Instagram, go on Instagram or TikTok, they're all over there. You can see my eyes before the plunge. They're all bleary. I sit in there for, I think the most I've done is 10 minutes the other day. And I wake, I get out the, I get out the bath and I feel an energy boost like no other. And my eyes are wide awake and I feel refreshed and tingly all over which is supposed to be really, really good. Uh, and I, I do feel the benefits, I must admit. Um, it might be psychological, but I think it's still a benefit. If it's you just feel yourself having the, uh, the Wim Hof cravings? Yeah, well, I, yeah, I must admit, I do. I, I wouldn't say I crave it in the morning. I don't want to say I'm, I'm, I'm like jumping out of bed, running downstairs, getting in. But I do look forward to getting in there because I know what I'll feel after, if that makes sense. Yeah. So it's a bit of a buzz, isn't it, that you get after you get out of the cold. I've, um, I don't put ice in there because I don't want to be spending too much money on ice because I'll be using loads of bags of ice. So I've, I know, I've frozen I tried to do that the other day and it cost nearly nine quid for four bags of ice. Couldn't believe it when <laughs> I, I got home. I know. So what I do is I get a bottle. I've got bottles of water. I think I've got 11 bottles of water. I use, I did have 12. I drank one of the bottles. I put them in the freezer. What was your in it? No, 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 that's was in it. I can only fit 11 into the freezer. So I'll drag one and take your football with me. Um, but I put it in the in the freezer and I use them. So they're reusable. So it's more... Uh, sustainable, cost-effective as well. So, and then I just plunge myself in, and uh, I quite like it. I do must admit, I quite like it. And again, for me, it's that time alone. I'm in the I'm in the garden. The dogs running around occasionally. Arthur's running around occasionally, but it's that time outside on the, on my own. And then the weather's been nice, so it's been quite pleasant sitting out in the garden, listening to the birds chirp. The other day it was raining, so it wasn't as nice, but I do feel the benefits. How about you? Yeah, I've um, I've enjoyed it. Like, I'm not somebody that likes water in the sense of cold water. So do you know that when you go to a swimming pool, yeah, and the water's cold, but yeah. actually it's it's heated at like 25 degrees. I'm yeah, one of those people that gets cold. in and it's cold, and I don't like going to the, the beach to go in the water. I find the yeah. water too cold. But yeah. I've actually found um, that. I've got better at it. So since I've been doing ice baths, I've taken the girls swimming a few times and I've been able to just get into the swimming pool. No nonsense. Pretty comfortable with it. Um, my ice bath is sitting at around about 20 degrees at the moment. I haven't yeah. put any ice in. I've got some frozen bottles like you, but I'm Have you got 11 or 12? I've got little fruit shoot bottles. The girls have you. their fruit shoots. They leave the bottles and I'm like, oh, I'll have that. <laughs> I've got as many as I fit in my freezer, probably about six or seven. Yeah. Um, so I drop them in if I can remember and they've obviously frozen. But 
Mm. I, I've generally been getting in when it's about 19, 20, and it's still a shock mm. to the system. Mm. And you still feel a bit cold. And I read the other day that you're supposed to move around when you're in it. Mm. So it makes you colder. Mm. And I have probably, have I noticed any um, reduction in soreness from running? If I'm honest, probably not. I don't think I necessarily have. Mm. Um, but from a, from a, a, a mental health point of view, I think, from a de-stressing point of view, I've used yeah. mine at different points in the day, so I can't always go in in the morning. No. I just don't have time, so I've got to get out of the door, get the girls to nursery and stuff. Um, but I've had some busy, busy days the last few weeks um, setting up this new mini athletics business that we're doing. And I've been out teaching kids all day in the heat and I've been craving the sensation of getting into the cold bath. Yeah. And actually I find myself getting quite sort of looking forward to going in, but controlling my breath. Yeah. Sitting in there and I normally, I normally basically get the dinner on, cook it, switch the heat off, go and have my plunge have five minutes before my dinner. And I sort of, I know I've got nothing to do and I just sort of, chill out and just enjoy yeah. it and then yeah. i think that's been really helping me to de-stress so i yeah. do i do see the benefits of that i think where the f- the physical benefits are going to come from is when we really start marathon training yeah um or in- it's going to be colder as well isn't colder it? and i think that will be the plus thing i mean rachel's got on board she's been doing it as well um so you remember you telling me rachel said that you've got to use it two to three times a week yeah. she's using it as well two to three times a week or there'll be consequences but <laughs> do you know what? We're, both, we're both using it i'm interested <laughs> to see what happens when it gets colder yeah um but yeah i do look for- by then though hopefully what i was saying by then we we will be more used to the cold yeah even though it's not as cold as it can be we will be used to it and hopefully by then we'll be able to control because i've downloaded the audio book and i'm listening to it in the car from wim hof it's not i don't think it's his book but i think it's somebody was doing something with wim hof around breathing when you're getting into water and the benefits of it so i'm listening to that as well so although i'm listening i read from runners world and if it's good enough for kipchoge it's good enough for us it's also proven to support mental health well-being and physical health and things by wim hof so i mean it's got to have its benefits in it i think there's got to be there's got to be benefits i think what we need to probably do is to stick with it, persevere with it. And I think yeah. as your miles increase, you might notice that you're not so sore. You might think back, oh, I'm normally sore when I've done my long runs, that sort of thing. And I yeah. think it's one of those things, actually, you might notice a bit more of when you stop. Um, yeah. And I think that's the, one of the big things with anything, isn't it? So yeah. I think I'm going to stick with it. I'm excited to see whether I can go through the winter with it because... <laughs> breaking the ice to get in. Breaking the ice to get in. There's something <laughs> quite... Um, I don't know, it's a strange feeling like putting your body into freezing cold water and and that's the big thing, the achievement of doing that. Mm. Once you've done that, you think to yourself, there's not many things I'm not going to be able to achieve now. Certainly if you do it at the start of the day. That's what I mean, that's what I do for. So yeah, it's it's yeah. good. Um, we'll see how we get on. That's why I do it in the start of the morning, in the morning because then I think to myself, well... Sets you up. Sets me up for the day and it genuinely sets me up for the day because you, you get out of the bath and you're all tingly. And then you go upstairs, you can have a shower and get yourself ready for work or whatever. Yeah. And you've done it. I suppose it's like running when you've gone out and done the run early in the morning. You've done that. It's done. You can you can focus on the rest of the day. And I think that's what I enjoy about the, the, the ice bath is that I'm in there. 
have that time to reflect, have that time yeah. to think about what's coming on for the rest of the day, and then I get out and it's and I, and I enjoy it. Uh, although I'm getting through shorts like nobody's business, get washy, keep washing me swimming shorts. I mean, <laughs> I mean yeah. our, our back door, um, we've got two back doors, like one with the conservatory, the one that we use, which is, is the main one into the kitchen. So you go into the ice bath and then you, you walk up to the up to the back door, dripping wet, and then next thing you know, your wooden floor or your, your laminate floor or whatever you got, it's all soaking wet, and it's like, oh no, oh, no. I should have put a towel down. <laughs> I'll, forget. I'll forget bringing a towel with yeah. me sometimes. The shorts go straight on the radio, and it's like, yeah, I've got going through shorts like no one's business. <laughs> all, all good fun, all in the name yes. of research, Rob. That's what we're doing. It is, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, so we'll 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 have couch reads, coach reads, next week maybe if we if we can, and we hopefully it might not be from Runners World. It might be probably will be if it comes from me. But anyway, that's couch reads, coach reads. Nobody's got in contact with us about listener reads. What are you reading, guys? Let us know. Tell us what you are reading. I ain't got time to read to listen to the podcast. Well, yeah. Or tell us what you're listening to, other than us, because it might be an audio book. You can we'll allow that. They can listen to audio books because that's not our competition. You can't listen to any other podcasts, but you can listen to audio books. So if you listen to an audio book, let us know what you're listening to. If you're reading anything, The Runner's World or anything else, let us know and we can talk about it on the show as well. Are you interested in hiring a personal running coach? If so, please visit www.benrusselfitnesscoach.co.uk or head over to Instagram and Facebook at Ben Russell Fitness Coach for more details. I'd love to hear from you. Thanks very much. So, this week's training. Should we talk about my week's training this week? It's one of them. It's uh, it's another potential look at a race for you yeah because we're a bit undecided as to whether we're going to go into uh i'm thinking now i might not do it this sunday mm. just a bit of a hint to guys in the group f just purely because i've got another race on the ninth i'm away next weekend i'm in dublin i'm on a stag do so not this weekend coming the weekend after so i won't be running any races or running very much there i might go down to a part run and walk a part run because i'm not taking my running shoes with me and then I've got a race the week after on the ninth. I can't remember which one it is. Um, and then I've got Titusworth 10K on the 16th. I mean, I would probably say to you, I don't run the race this mm. weekend. Yeah. Uh, and do me long run instead. And do your long run. Because I think one thing yeah. we have done is probably not neglected it, not intentionally. I mean, you did a long no. run at Potter's Half, right? Yeah. But it's not that long endurance run that is going yeah. to get you a really good aerobic fitness base. We are doing good with our consistency. But I think if we're looking at where you are at, I think you would really benefit from getting some good time on your feet. Um certainly with where we're at with with things so in terms of your training you've got the workout of the week to do workout of the week i'm going to do that today so after this show i'm going to go out and get it done so it's a good workout workout of the week i've basically Mm -hmm. called it 50 50 cut downs um it's three sets of work um obviously you've got your warm-up 10 minutes either side 10 minute warm-up 10 minute cool down and then it's three sets of work the first set is eight lots of one minute with 50% rest. So you're doing one minute of hard work and 30 seconds rest, and you do that eight times. Mm -hmm. Then we give you a longer rest period between the second set 
which is then half of eight, which is how many, Rob? Half of eight. Actual botanism to take carry the five, carry the four, one, two, four. Is four. And the time <laughs> goes up. So we're going from one minute up to two minutes. So we've got less reps, 50% amount of rests, but we go up by two minutes. And then the rest is 50% of those two minutes, which is one minute. Then we have a little rest between the next set. And then we've got half of four, Rob. Two. Two. And again, the work goes up to three minutes. But then you have half of the rest, which is 90 seconds. So basically what we're doing is we're sending you through a a total uh, pace change. So we're going through different paces. So we've got you working at threshold um, to interval pace for your first eight let me move again through threshold and interval for your second set, which is the four. And then we get you through to, again, another two intervals, which are only three minutes each. But the idea is with the rest, what we should really do is develop a good level of running strength here. Um, so it's a really challenging run for running strength in terms of physiologically getting you running at certain paces and the adaptations you'll get from running an average workout which will be close to where your anaerobic threshold is Um, mentally you've got to challenge yourself to get to the end of the workout and the way i would do this is to break them into sets i'm going to get to the end of this eight i'm going to get to the end of this four i'm going to get to the end of this two never give up on a workout on the rest period never so if you're let's say on interval number 11 Mm. okay of 15 intervals and you're going into your rest period and you think oh i'm going to give up now i'm going to jack this workout in don't always start your next interval first because it's very very easy to give up on a rest period because you're talking yourself out of the interval have a go at the interval nine times out of ten you'll get through that interval and you'll be at the rest period again Mm challenge yourself to never yeah. ideally you don't ever give up but you never give up on the rest period mm-hmm. makes sense good makes way sense. of looking at it it does it does a good way of looking at it um i i, I must admit I, it's very rarely that i think to myself, I, can't, I can't do this one i can remember doing it when i was training for london <laughs> I, was, yeah. I did i think it was a 60 miles the problem was it was an out and back so yeah. when i got eight miles out i was like i really can't be bothered wrong back what out to anyway because i get back I mean, it's a good way of doing a long run is to do an out and back. So you've got to get back. But in your interval sessions, um, it, it's very easy to sort of, I mean, this is part of the challenge is to make sure that you can finish the workout. So that the, the other part of it is to make sure you get your pacing right. So it's very easy to sort of do these minute, these, these first eight, one minutes at the start and do them too fast. And all of a sudden you blow up. So it's a real test of not only the sort of the physical side of it, the, the mental aspect, the pacing is a large part. So get your pacing on point don't go out too hard like you wouldn't in a race make sure that you're working around the paces that you need to be go through the gears but if you are thinking to yourself oh look i've had enough i need to give up just challenge yourself to get to the next interval get to the end of the next interval and before you know it you'll find that you're at the end of the session yeah cool good tip and then i've got park run on saturday i've got 45 minutes easy on me on me calendar which i probably do about half an hour to be fair um, I've got part run with Combined Run Club, our first official running. Yeah. With five uh, times five strides, and then Sunday I've got an hour and a half. Go on, a challenger. Go, on. Go and get your ninety minutes easy done. Okay, I'll do it. I'll do it. 
that's fine coach challenge come back for one week only 19 <laughs> yeah that's fine uh, Bradley's playing cricket on Sunday and I think we're, fa- we're celebrating Father's Day on Sunday because we didn't get a chance last week don't run around the cricket pitch for 90 minutes I won't do that I won't do that <laughs> it's quite it's quite it's quite good watching Bradley play cricket because it's getting to a standard where they are proper smashing the ball and is he a batter or a bowler He's a he's a wicketkeeper, so he is doesn't he? bowl. Yeah, yeah, he's a wicketkeeper, so he doesn't bowl. He's a he's a good batsman. He's got a really good arm on him, so he's a, keeps he keeps batting him away. And he is a wicket. I never played cricket when I was younger, so talking about cricket is like goes over my head. I can just about I just about started to understand the rules of it. And there's not many things that goes over Rod said, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> well, that's very very true. Unless Air, sitting there. Aeroplanes, that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> very 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 true <laughs> and on that note we do this every week and on that note I think it's time we call it a day uh, so we have got a, an episode next week uh, but it will be a shorter episode I'm off on so Ollie Bob, Bobs you are again going on holiday again you're oh, not no. allowed you can't do this to me it's my last one um, well, it's not my, is it my last one of the year that's going to affect with the show yeah is it there you go at, at the moment, walking, we'll be yeah, unless you want to book something else. Uh, and maybe we'll start talking about your little business that you've set up in the athletics. We can have a chat about that as well. Yeah, it'll be good for anyone that's got kids between the age of one and eight um, in the Birmingham area, particularly, but this is nationwide as well. Um, we'll talk to you about mini athletics um, that can come in a later episode when we've got a little bit more time. Yeah, definitely. It is something that I'm really interested in as well, because obviously having youngster, youngsters as well, taking yeah. them to running, it is something that I'm Good to get our children active and into a sport like athletics, so that's what we're definitely. trying to do, so we'll tell you more about that next time. Yeah. But shall we, uh, shall we call it a day? I think we should. See you all later. See you later.